1: It's Tiki and Tierney on the fan, Tiki Barber. I'm
2: more frustrated than angry but mostly frustrated because they missed a the chance to prepare themselves for one of the biggest games in the Giants' last decade plus. And that's what's disappointing to me. Brandon Tierney. What
3: in the world is the debate concerning Aaron Rodgers? No matter what it takes, Aaron Rodgers must be a New York Jet. Tiki and Tierney on The Fan, 1019 FM and the Odyssey app. All righty, 10 two on The Fan. What's happening? That's right. Right, go get Aaron Rodgers, damn it. How's everybody doing today? Uh, public enemy number one, Empire State Building, we'll get to you. Don't worry, we will get to you. We start, though, with public enemy number two. And I find this really interesting, and I don't think people are seeing it this way. I do. The Philadelphia Eagles are a gift to the sporting world. Hmm. The Philadelphia Eagles are incredibly unlikable. Their coach comes across as a little punk. Uh, (laughs) Their fans are out of their minds, and they're punks too, right? And I'll tell you what. In a world, at least pertaining to sport, well, actually, really everything. Well, everything, you know, oh, you're my buddy, ah, soft, and with this, I think it is awesome that Somebody is emerging as a villain. Mm. Like you look at the NBA, it's all about, and the NFL. Oh, here's my jersey. Let's do a little swap after we kick the crap out of each other. Let me sign my name. The Philadelphia Eagles are a throwback. They're unlikable. <laughs> They're good.
2: They know it, and I think it's good for sports. I think it's. I think it's great for sport. It's great for um uh, for for them because they embrace it. Remember last week we had Ike Reese on who does. The afternoon uh, drive down in Philadelphia for WIP, and I mentioned something about Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts really is a good guy and a very likable player. Like you watch him, how he achieves, and the you know the adversary that he went through with the shoulder this year. But going back to even his college days, he just he just feels like a a kid who's going to overcome anything and find success. And I said to Ike, I was like, dude, that kind of makes you like likable. It makes the Philadelphia Eagles likable because of the leader of your team. But Ike's response immediately was like, I don't want to be likable. I don't I don't want to I don't want that. I like that edge. And you feel that when you you, you you just look at the fans. I mean, hell, you heard stories in Martucci. Our buddy uh, Mike Martucci called us and told us that the security down there in Philly said that they were throwing eggs. At the buses. The nine same, bucks a dozen. Hopefully they have some money out there no, in Philly. Throwing eggs cheap. at the buses of the 49ers as they were as they were coming into the facility. But not the Giants because they respect the Giants. They did not do that to the not Giants. Not the Giants. They respect the Giants, and they have to see the Giants consistently, obviously, because they're, they're in the same division. Now, I think they also knew the Giants were no real threat. Nah, they're like, no, we're yeah. not going to waste yeah, eggs whatever. on the Giants. Yeah, we're not going to try to distract them. The power did go out, or the water did go out also in the 49ers hotel, but it is what it is. <laughs> but you, I think that the hate from the fans is kind of taken into the personality uh-huh. of the of the team and I can't, I'm not gonna say individually all oh, these guys are jerk this guy's this guy's a bad dude this is, it's not that it's just how they present and how they don't try they don't really care about being I don't know likable. I mean, maybe Jalen Hurts is the only one. Everybody else is like, I'm I'm going to be a pain in the ass. Defensively, Hassan Reddick's a pain in the ass. Brandon Graham's a pain in the ass. CJ Gardner Don- uh, 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 Johnson's a pain in the ass. All these guys play up to it. And I think it, you're right. It's It's good for sport because there are no villains anymore. There's not. I
3: mean, you know, listen, you can
2: do this without
3: even really thinking too hard. And, and, and I'm sure you can come up with a million names here like, and you don't want to see this because it's dangerous, but, you know, where's the modern-day Pedro Martinez headhunting and then... You know, pointing to his head like mm-hmm. he did against the Yankees,
2: on pur- like He did it on purpose.
3: Yeah. Uh, Where is the Ty Domi and the the NHL on ice anti? Ty- I know the game's different. There, you know, the goons have been policed out, and there's more skill, which is not a bad thing. But where's the Sean Avery's? just the the agitators that you couldn't stand. You know, the thuggery which we loved. We missed this with Oak <laughs> and Mace, and rest in peace, Mace. With our Knicks from back in the day, Mark Gas. I know this a million years ago. Mark Gas and are doing sack dances and these wacky gyrations, which would you know inflame tensions on the field to the point where they were having, you know, bench clearing brawls that actually happened, which never happens in the NFL, but it happened with Mark Gatineau because he was so such a showman. It
2: almost happened yesterday. It almost happened yesterday. Meaningless 49ers game.
3: I think it's good. Because listen, I do think there is just an element of just too much familiarity. Uh, There's too much of a cordial nature. And please, I'm not saying that you come out and you go below board and you're dirty, but what makes, because I I don't believe in that, but what 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 pulls us in on, on a real emotionally visceral invested level is when we can't stand the other player. Like I'll never forget uh, when when the, uh, the two things that probably where I flipped out if there was a camera on me. They would have taken me away in a straitjacket. I and you, would, you wouldn't even know who I am at this point. I'd be, I'd be locked away forever. When, when Pedro threw down Don Zimmer, number one, and when Alonzo and the Knicks were square with, with, with Larry Johnson and Jeff Van Gundy's on Zo's knee like a little, or his ankle like a little poodle. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was bonkers. Like we couldn't stand these people. Where were you by the way? When both, those- times mm. both times in my basement. Both times in my basement. And it's uh, that's gone, and it's become again. I, cordial's the word. I mean, it's just Hey, we're gonna dab up. Hey, look at me on Instagram. Oh, let me have your jersey. Oh, well, boys. No, I think what really pulled, at least what pulled me in to sports, is number one. I wanted to emulate those guys, mm-hmm. and I wanted to try to be that uh, as, as a young athlete with multiple sports. But really, it's the the, the intense connection to. The Jersey to our city, and well, speaking of our city, we'll get to those clowns with the Empire State Building in a little bit. We will get to them, but I love it. I hate the Eagles, but I love them. Well, I because they're good. For that, us. I think
2: that you know, from a national perspective, if you don't have a team that you're rooting against, why are you watching? If you don't, if if you don't care who wins, because ah, both of these stories are good stories, you don't you don't actually have as much incentive. To pay attention, it's 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 unfortunate, but it's just the reality of the world we live in. There's good guys and there's bad guys. It's it's it's, it's played out in in media and movies. It's played out in the Cold War, you know, countries against countries. It just is what it is. Uh, you need a bad guy, you need a villain, and the Eagles fit the role perfectly. Now, for us here in New York, maybe not on the AFC side with the Jets, but definitely on the NFC side with the Giants. I mean, this is like you. you it's just natural. You naturally hate the Philadelphia Eagles because they're the division rival and the proximity right down you know the turnpike uh, to get to to get to Philadelphia in between New York and the fan base is kind of crossed over at some place in southern New Jersey where there's like there's this line where it starts to get a little murky. Is it blue? Is it green? Is it like a little hybrid of both? And mm-hmm. and so like that hate is real. So there's no giant fan that's going to watch this Super Bowl and say I want the Philadelphia Eagles to win. I agree. It's 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 all New Jersey and all of New York, Connecticut, whatever the tri-state of love that I tried to get a couple weeks ago is all going to be rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs, and it's just it creates this it creates a rooting interest that otherwise wouldn't be there if the Eagles were a likable city of brotherly love squad. Mm -hmm. 877-337-6666 is our
3: number. Tiki and Tierney are the fan. Hopefully you guys had an awesome weekend. Uh, We're inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Our friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get – the guarantee lows priced on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Uh, in case you guys have not yet seen it, the line for the Super Bowl, Philly minus two. Uh, the over-under is 49 and a half. And I got to say this, too. I mean, there's a lot of things to unpack from yesterday, stuff that went down in the game, things that kind of uh, are worked around the game. And this is one of those things that's around the game. But I And I, I almost feel bad saying this because I do like them. Joe Burrow needed a little slice of humble pie. And Joe mm-hmm. Burrow was getting a little too smug for my taste. A little That's too true. cocky. That's a good point. With these ridiculous outfits that he's wearing with Burrow head and all the stuff that he was espousing. I'm happy to see him slink off the field a loser. Yeah, I was And too. I like Joe Burrow. He's I, awesome. I, I,
2: I love Joe Burrow because, of how, tap him. because he's a winner. But he's also so cocky. You got to tap those brakes, man. The cigar, like the constant cigar going back to his days at LSU when they won the national championship and he's you know, flaunting around in the in the locker room with a cigar. I mean, I get it. I understand it. But he pulls it out every single chance he gets. He does. Like, he won the – what did they win? The they divisional the, title. Was it the division, divisional game he yes. had a cigar? <laughs> Dude, you did not won anything yet. Yeah. You think just because you've won three times at Arrowhead and, and you want to rename it Burrowhead, Mike Hinton, uh, Hilton, that uh, uh, you're guaranteed to be in the Super Bowl again? Yeah, he needed some humble pie. I, I agree. But more importantly um, – I, I we talked we were watching this game and uh they, their receiving core is just elite. Just, they are so dang good. Oh, you got
3: your boy coming next
2: year to the Giants. I mean, T. Higgins. Yep, going to grab that ball for a touchdown. I'm, I mean, I I want a guy like that. I I want a wide receiver like that. I'm jealous of what Joe Burrow has. I know what you're saying. You need to be humble. But the reason he's not is because he's got so much talent around him. Um, I hope we can steal one of those guys. Okay, and, you know, I back to the, the main thing here out of the
3: shoot. Like, the, the energy that the Eagles will generate, uh, negative from everywhere outside mm-hmm. of Philly, is so needed. You think about rivalry, right? And, and this applies to the college scene as well. Like, we sit here... And we conjure up and we romanticize what used to be. Oh, Duke North Carolina, Duke North Carolina. It's lame. Nobody cares about Duke Carolina anymore. Not anymore. You just don't. Um, oh, USC, UCLA, or USC Notre Dame. Eh, mm. whatever. Uh, Yankees Red. Sox, let's let's keep it real. Yankees Red Sox is juiceless. It
2: lost its.
3: It lost its luster.
2: Hundred percent.
3: Yeah. Hundred percent. Yankees Red Sox has lost juice. Now, I know that there's elements, you know, Mets, Phillies, a little energy there, and you got a little Mets, Braves, and you got a little little remnants of what used to be. But the entire sporting landscape has changed because the world has shrunk. And that's the reality of it, and I'm not I'm not necessarily, you know, pining for the past. I'm not, although with certain things, yes, I guess I am. And this is kind of one of them. I I think this is a throwback situation. Like, you talk about the Raiders and and you you throw the Raider music and you you, you slap on the highlights from the 70s and the 80s. The Raiders are the most benign, antiseptic franchise. What what the hell is so, you know, in your face about the Raiders? Raiders are meaningless. Mm -hmm. Raiders don't bother anybody. Yeah, not anymore. It's the pirate with the patch. Ooh, what a badass logo. It has been, the juice has been sucked out of sports. Because we police ourselves too aggressively, like a bunch of wusses. And the fact that the Philadelphia Eagles don't care what we think, don't care about us, stuff it down our throats and shove it in our face, I love it. And, I really and,
2: do. And the fan base is exactly that. Let's it, go. It just makes it hard, unless you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, to root for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I'm all my
3: homes. Let's go. And that's the other thing, too. Think about you know, some of the great historical uh, reference points where players plowed through injury. Tony Romo actually dropped a couple. Yeah, Brought out Willis-Reed during the game. Mm-hmm. a boy. Uh, Willis-Reed, obviously the Jordan flu game. We don't like this here, but Kurt Schilling bloody sock. Like, that's Tiger Woods, you know, limping around on one leg at the Masters. Like, even that is in large part gone because players make so much money that teams protect them like the from the from the Seinfeld episode Bubble Boy, like everybody's afraid everybody's going to get hurt. I love it. I love that the Eagles that we hate them, and I love that Mahomes was so limply. Uh, oh, ga- oh, pardon me, gaming a uh, gamely limping, not limply, gaming ga- gamely limping. There you go around the field and reminding us what we kind of used to see. That was awesome. 877-337-6666. All right. Uh, We're going to get to the Empire State stuff. We're talking about this, the Eagles. We got you covered on this Monday. Tiki and Tierney on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Santana into the windup. The payoff pitch on the way. Swung out and missed. Strike three. He's done it. Johan Santana has pitched a no-hitter. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All ten right, twenty-two on The Fan. What's going on, everybody? This is the Tiki and Tierney Show. So let me get this straight here, teak So NFL quarterbacks, you know, Burrow's going to be staring at about 50 million bucks a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, every rule is made to protect them. Yep. And we had to watch hours of football where you
2: knew every single call was a handoff. Absolutely robbed of what could have been a great NFC championship game because Brock Purdy gets hurt early on. Hassan Reddick with the strip sack. I mean, who knows what actually went on in that elbow, but it didn't look good. He was immediately out of the game. And Josh Johnson, who's been on the team for, what, a month? Just about, something like that. Has to come in. Then he gets a concussion, and Brock Purdy has to come back into the game. And I swear at some point in the middle of the third quarter, I think Kyle Shanahan looked across the field to Nick Sirianni was like, let's just end this thing. Because they just kept running the ball. I, I mean, obviously 49ers couldn't do anything but run the football. But the Eagles even started doing that. I remember it was a, it was a point midway in the first, fourth quarter. It was like third and 13 for the Eagles. I was like, if they run this ball, they're just trying to run the clock out. Third, 13, turned around and handed off. It just – it. It became unwatchable. It became maybe maybe Christian McCaffrey will line up as a wildcat quarterback and try to throw some passes. And I would have rather have seen that than Brock Purdy limply handing the ball off on predictable plays. Maybe every now and then you get a reverse. And it brings up the conversation about not not protecting quarterbacks. I don't think there's anything you could have done with either of those hits. And they both, interestingly, were by Hassan Reddick. Um he's just reaching he's he's great at that that's how he gets so many sacks he doesn't always get his body to the to the body of the quarterback but he reaches and rips the ball out your arm is in a compromised position his body his his strength pulls it back it just it it causes an injury and then he just basically sacks Josh Johnson whose head bangs the ground it gets a concussion but now there's there's most teams keep two quarterbacks on the on the on the active roster and then maybe they have a guy that they just kind of float around. Now, the 49ers didn't have an option here because I don't think they had any more quarterbacks on their team, period. But should there be a third
3: quarterback? 100%.
2: Because that was so unwatchable. You know, the 100%. But the, the other thing, the only thing that I think becomes challenging is if you have three, you're trying to prepare three quarterbacks for a game, it's just, it just. No, not really. You just keep the third guy on ice in the event
3: of Yeah, but how does he get
2: get prepared for the game? He's not, but he's better
3: than what they were doing yesterday. At least he's a quarterback. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was just so unfair. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe uh, unfair is not even the right word because that's the rule. And every team has to abide by that. You make the decision. Uh, and by the way, before the 2011 season, obviously, you were allowed to have that third quarterback. Now, that's that's why Zach Wilson was inactive a lot of those games as the number three. The circumstances for the Niners were horrendous. I mean, between Garoppolo and Lance and obviously Purdy and much lesser than Josh Johnson, it stinks. That is, I, I think I'd rather lose on an error I think, like, a, an egregious—I don't know, quite like a Bill Buckner error, yeah. but like a real rough error. Uh, I think I'd rather lose on maybe even a bad call that can, on some level, be interpreted as a bad call. Where, I, But I, I, it's not going to be easy, but at least I know my hands weren't tied behind my back. Mm-hmm. Like, my team had a chance. I— I don't know. I don't know. I I I think I jump out of a building if yeah. that happened to me, and that was the Jets for the right to go to the Super Bowl. It was frustrating to oh watch. Oh my
2: god! It was very frustrating to watch. Because even Kyle Shanahan, he, he had there was no answer. Nah, like what's he doing? Now nah, they deserve better. I agree. They really had a. I mean, he might be the season. coach of the year, but you would basically say you have no quarterbacks for a for a half, essentially a half. Good luck. Yeah. Go go you know, go show us how you're the best coach. It's That's terrible. Terrible. It's impossible. That really is. In that a quarterback is... driven league. It's impossible.
3: Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty-six is our number. All right, let's get to you. First up, Bay Ridge. Andrew was on the fan. What up, Andrew?
4: Hey, what's up, guys? What's, um, what's up, buddy? So really quick, I wanted to talk about rivalries, but before that, do you think in our lifetime we're gonna see like the quarterback basically being like having flags, like flag football <laughs> you can't touch him you can't go near him bubble wrap and him. if you get the flag then it's then it's a sack I because mean... the game is unwatchable when it's backup it's just it is so i understand that you got to protect these guys but like you know you're running at them full speed and now you're expected to kind of like let up i don't know you know so maybe they just need to be taken off the table completely but the, the one thing i want to say about rivalry is i heard you talking about it before
1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
4: I know you guys are golfers. You know, could you imagine, you know, Tiger waiting around on the 18th hole to congratulate Phil? <laughs> like, like these guys, yeah. they're all like Titleist ambassadors. They all work for the same companies. Like losing doesn't suck that bad. You know, like like they make tons of money and I think that's like across the board in sports and I'm you know, the fans it, it hurts the fans a lot worse than it hurts the players sometimes, it seems anyway. Yeah. And um, you know, go ahead, guys. No, I, uh, think, I appreciate I, I, it. No, love I love
2: your show. I appreciate Jim. I, I, I think you I think you're right about that. And it's why, you know, the fan bases that that embrace being vitriolic are a refreshing in a sense. Like I hate it. Just because I'm I'm an anti-eagle, obviously being a giant my entire professional career, but I hate I hated going to Philadelphia. But now sitting back and watching it from a you know no dog in the fight stance where we are right now, because neither one of our teams are playing, no, no local teams are playing. You, you need a team to hate, and the Eagles are easy to hate. Most other teams are not. Right? If the 49ers were in this game. The 49ers had beaten the Eagles and it was 49ers Chiefs and be like, man, these are two great stories. Kyle Shanahan's you know great coach and you know Brock Purdy has this, this 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 surge and Patrick Mahomes is trying to win a second in four years and it it would be like I don't care who wins. Now you kind of care who wins because the Eagles have this just hatred that just sits around them, and they embrace it. They love it. Yeah, it's gone. It, it, it really is gone. And I don't even know if I can identify the exact
3: point when it when it when it evaporated. Uh, I don't think it was an it was intentionally mm-hmm. policed out. But if they, I'm going to take the NBA for a sec, right? One of the great things about David Stern, who I think was twice as good a commissioner as the current one, I think he's one of the best commissioners of all time. wasn't perfect, but amazing. Was that he was smart enough to understand. Rivalries are going to really fuel the NBA. Yes. Now, he also got lucky in the sense that when you had the Bird Magic thing, which obviously really started that, you have a white player, a black player, East Coast, West Coast, yep. iconic franchise. Like, that was a little serendipitous. I get that. But even with the Jordan Pistons stuff, even with the Shaq and the Sacramento Kings, when he was calling them the Queens, like, there was real animosity there. If you think about anything that is fueled by Animosity in the NBA today, it's usually just about if you don't agree with Popovich's or Steve
2: Kerr's politics. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like that, you don't talk about teams where no. you can't stand no, teams. It doesn't feel like any players truly dislike one another. You get a little from Pat Beverly, but, but that's not even it, but really that, good enough to but matter. It's, but it's not even specific. Yeah. Like, Pat Beverly is just a pain in the ass to whoever he's tasked with guarding that night. It's not specific. Yeah, it's not like he hates. Yeah, that's true. Right, uh, Chris Paul. It's not like he despises Chris Paul. He might on that night. Actually, he doesn't like Paul. No, (laughs) no, I know know what you mean. I know what you mean. mean. Yeah, it's Jalen Brunson. It's not like he despises Jalen Brunson to the point where he wants to, you know, obliterate him and foul him hard every night. He just does that every. I mean, I don't know if you remember this, but and this wasn't that long ago, and it was
3: uh, it was pretty reprehensible what was said, but. Kevin Garnett was telling Carmelo Anthony, mm-hmm. I think it's his ex-wife. I don't think they're together anymore. But what um, either way, he said a lot during a game. Yes. I remember he, this. He was saying that Carmelo Anthony's wife tasted like honey
2: nut Cheerios. <laughs> yeah, right. Can you imagine that, that was that was, lying not that long, that was Not, I not mean, that, that long ago. It was probably eight years ago or so. Maybe
3: like a slightly more. Not much. Yeah. Not much. It's better than rice checks. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. 877-337-6666. I mean, can you imagine saying that now? No. Uh let's get Justin in Wayne, New Jersey. Justin's on the fan. What's up, Justin? What up, Justin?
5: What's going on, guys? Hey. Happy Monday.
2: Likewise. What's up, dude?
5: I just want to talk about uh two things. Some with the uh the um Chiefs game last night. It seemed very evident that they were trying to cheat a little bit for the Chiefs. I don't know about the refs. What do you mean cheat? They were <laughs> I mean, you saw the the fake third and nine, the fake timeout on the yeah, field or whatever. Yeah.
2: They explained it though, that and a I little get it. Ridiculous. I get it though cuz they, they have to have game clock integrity. And the game clock started but, when the play clock started, and it shouldn't have because it was an incomplete pass uh, of the play before. So they had to stop it. If they
4: blew the play dead, though, if they blew the play dead, they let the
5: whole play run out. They let them catch it, run, stop. They lined up for the next play, and then yeah. they're like, oh, no, wait, go back. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah,
2: the insane. special teams were coming onto the field. The Chiefs special yeah, teams were are running punt. on the field. Now, ultimately, it, it, didn't, it didn't. I mean, they ended up punting anyways, but – I, you know, the time that was used. Yeah, I'm glad nothing came and, out of it. But no, but the optics are like absolutely horrendous. horrendous. Yeah, the optics are bad. Horrendous.
5: Yeah, crazy. Um, also, something on the Eagles. I think that, I don't know much about the history of it, but they might have the easiest road to the championship out of anyone ever. <laughs> they Obviously, they earned a bye, which is, is earned, and it yes. is what it is. Yes. Then they played against, you know. Well, they didn't play an anybody in Giants the wild
2: team. card. Yeah, nobody in the wild card. The
1: bye. The an
5: incomplete Giants scheme. They played against Brock, Brock Purdy for a quarter, and then Christian McCaffrey at quarterback, and now they get the Chiefs with a hobbled Mahomes. It's crazy.
2: He'll be
0: They're
5: healthy. get gifted a ring. And, I'll stop. Kind of jealous. Stop. It is what it is, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, just
2: just hate on them. That's what that's what we're talking about today. <laughs> exactly. Hate on the Eagles. Root for the Chiefs. Yeah, I tell you I mean, what, it, though, it has been an easy easy road for them. And then look, they earned the bye week. The Giants clearly weren't ready for that divisional stage. So yes, relatively easy game the 49ers game was i mean i was i felt robbed watching that game I was Oh, was like this, for sure. this is not even this is this this is not going to go down like in a history preseason game. it felt worse than that yeah it, you know it's, it's like an inept we don't have quarterbacks we don't want anybody hurt let's just run the football let's run the clock out with 15 minutes to go in the fourth quarter that's mm-hmm. what it felt like um so yeah they've had an untested route to the Super Bowl, no, it doesn't mean they're. Well, not- now they got to play one of the best
3: quarterbacks of all time, so that'll change a little bit. that I mean, Mahomes is on his way defense, to being one of those.
2: But their defense
3: is elite. Oh, there's no doubt. So. There's a reason why they're favored. They're they're laying two. If you guys missed it, um, I I understand that, and I often think that it's lazy mm-hmm. when people call up or they you know espouse certain things about certain leagues where it's rigged and it's fixed. I usually refute that immediately. I don't think it's even close to being accurate. And I'm probably prepared to refute it here as well. Go ahead. But if you watch that game and you walk away thinking that that was fairly officiated, we weren't watching the same game. Mm-hmm. If you're a Bengals fan, you've got to feel highway robbery. If you gambled, which is you know less important than fandom, but it's big business, so it does matter, you've got to feel robbed. I mean, it it was the inequities in the officiating it was it was ridiculous i don't know how anybody refutes that yeah now, how do you
2: sit there and say oh this this seems on the up and up yeah the 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 only thing i will not count as being robbed the penalty on Patrick Mahomes in the last whatever that was, 20 seconds. You've so, got to call
3: that 100 out of 100. I, call, no I totally
2: agree with you, you not, on that. That's, that. That one is what people are pointing to. No, they're wrong about that. Both feet out wrong. of
3: bounds. No doubt. Absolutely. Hey, and not just because it was Mahomes. That is a penalty 1,000 out of 1,000 times. Yep, I, the other stuff? Come on. I agree with you. We're now there are 50 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Starts. Yes! When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019 FM, and always live on the Free Odyssey app. All right, it is 10:41 on this Monday. What's good, everybody? Tiki and Tierney show. Good job, there, Dove. Good song, buddy. Good song. is our number. Uh, We'll get into the controversy with the Empire State Building. Total sellout job last night. Embarrassing, unacceptable, pathetic. Although, on many levels, not completely surprising, uh, unfortunately. We'll get to that. Talking rivalries as well. The absence of them. And maybe how this Eagles team, which is easy to dislike, Mm -hmm. kind of... uh, Reignites that flame, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, Pete's and Yonkers, let's get back to you, Pete. What's going on, buddy? How are you?
6: Good. How's everything going, guys? Right, look, I, I got to You know, I love you. I got. I got a couple of quick points. I'm going to make them quick. First of all, the quick, the easy one. In one breath, you guys are saying how it's, uh, we don't have any rivalries in sports, and it's yeah. great to hate on Philly and you know, the they're, other they're villains, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. But then in the next breath, you talk about how we have to take Joe Burroughs down a notch. I mean, isn't it nice having somebody who's this controversial, you know, people want to look at. I mean, Joe Namath back in the day, they had that tough piece where Joe Namath was even talking about Joe Burroughs in the same light. You know, when Joe was walking around with his furs in the, in the 60s, how <laughs> he was a hippie and this and that. That was New day. York, though, Joe- man. He's
2: in Cincinnati. I'm, I'm sorry? Just, I'm, yeah, that was in New
6: York. Joe Burrow was in Cincinnati. Oh, no, I get it. I get it. And, the, and the Packers back then were the working class guys in New York was supposed to be Broadway Joe. And, yep. you know, and You know, he it was easy to hate on him. Like I said, you guys want the villains in the Philadelphia Eagles, but we want Joe Burrows to bring it down a notch. Well, I think,
3: but I Pete, think... Here, interesting. I'm happy you raised that because that, that can seem inconsistent. I think the big difference, though, is that, you know, the way Eagles fans comport themselves and at least the way they're perceived nationally Versus the way Bengal and Red fans do,
6: it's different. Uh, it might be a little different, but what's the No, difference? it's a lot what different. No, I mean, here? it's a lot I, different. You ever been to a game in Cincinnati? But let, let Cincinnati have it. Let let those guys get a little arrogant. No, I think Peter. Swagger.
2: Peter, I think the difference is: Have you ever been to a game in Cincinnati? I mean, it's it's get, no. it gets raucous, but not like you don't feel scared. You don't feel like you're going to get beat up in the stands. It doesn't. It doesn't translate. So when we talk about this in Cincinnati, So when we talk about this in Cincinnati, we're talking about like an individual player, and we talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. We're talking about the fan base, the players embrace this, the head coach like espouses nah. this to his team. It's just it, like the it whole sounded city, to me like
6: you were talking out of both ends of your mouth. one, no. is, one, one nah, of the heels of the other. No,
2: nah, it's, it's two different things. Because one. one, we're talking about the like just the feel of Philly versus the feel of Cincinnati, which are vastly different, and then the players. In fact, I even said the players in Philly are likable, right? I, well, Jalen Hurts is. Well, Jalen Hurts anybody, is. I mean. the, two, the two back, I like Miles saying, I like their running backs. Devontae Smith is one of the nicest dudes you'll ever meet. I mean, maybe A.J. Brown's got a little bit of an attitude, but not really. Hassan Reddick is a journeyman. He's been on four different teams in the last four years. You know, he goes and balls everywhere. I don't know why people don't want him, why he can't stick. But, I mean, he grinds his butt off. Brandon Graham's been around forever. Like, I mean, these guys are – they're likable. It's just as a team, you hate them because of the Philadelphia Eagles. It just is what it is. Let's get Bruce and Trenton.
3: What's going on, Bruce? How are you?
7: Very good. How are you doing, guys? What's up, man? Hey, man. I listen. I got, I've never called into a show. I'm calling in. I'm a 49ers fan since uh, Montana came from Notre Dame. And I just want to comment on the, the rivalry thing. Part of that's got to do with the NFL no taunting. Yes. You get you get a penalty for taunting. Why well, can't you taunt? What do yeah. you do? You get fined All if you leave the, the sideline.
2: Yeah, you leave the sideline, you get fined, right? Maybe suspended. Like you, you, there's no there's no energy other than what's happening on the field. That I think that's what yeah. you're talking about.
7: Right, they're trying to dumb it down. Like you know, we gotta we gotta be in line. We can't be yeah,
2: controversial. No, they're, they're trying to church it up, Bruce. Is what they're actually trying to do. <laughs> they're trying to make well, they've it. got to placate their sponsors. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah.
7: And the other thing is, my wife, uh, she said, I can't watch NFL anymore. It's too slow. Too many penalties. Everything's a penalty. The game is just too slow. My son and I go to trying to do all the stadiums. We've been to 17 so far. My son is now switching to hockey because he says action just keeps on going. In football, it's too goddamn slow. Mm-hmm.
3: It's 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 slowed down a little yeah. I mean it's not like baseball, so yeah. god you must hate baseball, but it, it's slowed down a little bit. It's it's detectable. <laughs> Appreciate you, Bruce. Thank you. It's detectable. Well, I mean, what was that? Every st- time a ball's in the air, you're looking to
2: see if a flank hits yeah. the floor. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And it's almost it's arbitrary. It's like, ah, oh, you touched that guy six and a half yards. It's illegal contact. Yep. Let's give you a first down. I here. gotta
3: tell you, that that is far too punitive. That penalty.
2: Okay. I that I've told you that for years. Make
3: it that guy give him ten yards. But you, come on! But
2: make it a five-yard penalty. Don't make it a automatic first. Down. If it's
3: third and nineteen, and you you know you grab somebody around the
2: waist—I don't mean egregiously—but it, it's so yeah, it's maybe not a pass interference. So it's not pass interference. It's like illegal contact. Yeah, the fact like, that that's a first down automatically. You can't wipe out right. nineteen yards on third down. I can't go automatic first down and flip the field. I know
3: it's ridiculous. But that's what happens. That drives me crazy. I think that's the worst penalty in the NFL. No, and when right. they really get the the. Um, uh, the 15-yard penalty on the quarterback when a defender truly tries to go out of his way to roll over and mm-hmm. to avoid that that bad penalty. When they mess that up as a fan, it's just, well, oh, God. It's because
2: you're now all of a sudden trying to legislate intent, which is impossible. It's impossible. That's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. Yep, that's a big part of it.
3: Uh, Joe is in peak skill. What's cooking, Joe?
6: Okay. Tiki, first of all, big giant fan. Let's Thank you, man. Play. Thank you, brother. So, so my grandson is eight years old playing in what's called the Can-Am tournament up in Lake Placid. Hockey. We're playing the Philadelphia team for championships. Eight-year-old kid. mother comes over to our side and gives us the finger and starts screaming and cursing. So you tell me about Philly fans, they suck. This make year old kids. And that's a true story, man. No, no, it's I believe,
3: Joe, story. the one thing that I would say, you know, and... <laughs> Uh, I, I haven't quite seen that yet, but I, I don't think it's unique to Philly. I do think that the sporting parents overall are have lost their way. Mm-hmm. I really do. It's sad.
6: Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with you, but I'm telling you, I've been around enough with my grandson. He's 13 gotcha. year old, and we play all over. Mm-hmm. Boston, uh, wow. Chicago, Detroit. I mean, they play. I mean, we're going to Florida in a couple of days.
2: Wow! And I got to tell you, yeah, the fans
6: get a little crazy, but in Philly.
3: It is absolutely out of control. Yeah. all right, Joe. No, yeah. I got you. You know, a lot of that—not not to totally change gears here—but a lot of that—that that parental, um, um, intensity. Yeah, it's derived from you know what it's derived from. College scholarships. Yeah, I really think now. Listen, when I was growing up, and you. Had, there was some knucklehead that back then maybe dads had a couple of too many beers mm-hmm. in them, you know, wolfing down 13 Marlboros during a game. Like It was like, you know, almost like bad news bears, you know True. what I mean? I, but I, now I think most of the motivation is is the college scholarship.
2: Yeah, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that even we even works, it should work. Like, what like, do you mean? Like to think about it from a parent standpoint, I agree with you, but I'm just saying from a parent standpoint, like why is that your motivation? It's, because a lot of people can't afford it. That's I, why. Yeah, of course. But there's ways to get to college, right? There's, there's, uh, it's just it's harder. I mean, ways if you're you, yeah. and maybe no. ways if you're me and uh, we have decent I'm, jobs. I'm thinking about like when my mom, my mom never pushed it on us. We were just she just wanted us to be happy and good at what we were doing. It's a different era. I'm, but your so. mom
3: was was born of of uh, education. She was primarily about education. Yeah. Sport was secondary. Yeah, I guess. I guess if you yeah, don't I'm have right that educational that. influence no, or
2: target. It's a good point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, she went and got her master's degree when we went to college. So Exactly. Yeah, so I hear you. You know what I mean? It's a
3: different energy, different focus. And I get it. I mean, if a college is 50,000, 60, 70, 80 in some spots, uh, and you can't afford it, and you think you have something special as a young athlete, the emotions are going to be heightened. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't give you a license to act like a criminal. Or disrespectful, but you do see it a lot. It's it's said. 877 337 6666. Let's get. uh How about. This is an interesting one. Joanne's in Manhattan. I think it could be interesting. Joanne, how are you?
6: I'm fine. Hey. Tiki, hey. First of all, thank you for giving me so many great years to New York Giant. You're appreciate very welcome. it all.
2: Thank you for being a fan.
6: Oh, absolutely. Now thank tell you me. Thank for this being a kid.
2: friend. Yeah, go ahead.
6: Does uh, Mr. Purdy have a future, whether with the Niners or anywhere else?
2: Well, I think he's proven he can play. I mean, I I hope he doesn't have serious injury to his elbow because do we it,
6: have an update?
2: We don't have an update yet. But if he does, it's going to set him back from being able to compete for the starting job next year. Because if he if he had gone and no matter what happens, they could get a, a uh, could have gotten blown out. Against the Philadelphia Eagles, appreciate your call, Joanne. Could have got blown out against the Eagles. Brock Purdy was going to compete for the starting job with no, Trey Lance. With Trey, Lance. not with Jimmy. With no, Trey, Jimmy's going to no be question. gone. He's uh, they did a they restructured his deal, so he's out. He's a free agent this year. Trey Lance is supposedly the guy, but he hasn't really shown anything. Brock Purdy Purdy shown a lot. Yep. If he's hurt going into like training camp. I just I feel for him because he's going to get relegated to his draft grade, and that sucks.
3: And he didn't look very good against Dallas either. No, now, that, you know that was a low-scoring yeah. rock fight, ugly.
2: Uh, yeah, I, that's that's it's an interesting. I hope he's, point. I just hope it's not point. nothing serious. Just just for well, him. I mean, listen, But the question is, if he's healthy, of course he has a future. I mean, he's I a good
3: player. I don't think he had a full explosion of the UCL. I mean, maybe a partial strain. I mean, first of all, if you have, if you need Tommy John surgery, and I know everyone's different. Like when I had mine, I could not even squeeze my fist. I couldn't throw a foot, um, a baseball, a foot. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It was. It's. It yeah, snapped so, in half. So,
2: so the screen pass, the two, that, the two that he I, threw, I, he probably wouldn't have been able. to throw. I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But uh, it was. Yeah, I wish the young man well. It was interesting. It's a great story. It was interesting to watch how they were treating that and on the field because. They put a heat pack on it. I think it was more of a nerve thing. Because he said there was tingling all up and down. I think it was more of a nerve thing. Yeah, but they put a heat pack on it, which, I don't know. It it made me think, well, it's not something acute, because if it was something acute, they they obviously would ice it. Mm -hmm. They They wouldn't try to loosen it or, you know, whatever, get blood flow. So it likely is just a nerve, but who knows what effect that has in the long term.